Okay. You have to go. You have to go to work, so it's going to be a 20-second long episode. Oh, God. Hello, goodbye. I I cannot uh, find a job. You cannot find a job. Yeah. That sucks. Um, I, I don't know. What, what? Tell me. Why don't you tell me what you want to do and what you're good at, and I will tell you what kind of a career you should have. It would be like career counseling. Ready? Uh, okay. What are I, your skills? I don't have any. And what would you like to do for a living? I would like to be a fighter pilot. I think that you should enter the world of... Uh, uh, video game testing. Okay. Because this way you could be a, a pilot without uh-huh. risking injury to anybody. You just sounded Canadian there for a second. <laughs> Perhaps I am. You, you said, Syracuse is pretty far north. You said with without without. I did. Yeah, you just you oh said goodness. it in the Canadian way. Wow. I'll have to, to rewind and check that. Cross can. Cross can. What do I have to do uh, to either be Canadian or avoid being Canadian? Help. 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 So, uh, right. So we have a huge show today. We have we have, we have a zero emails, two announcements, and seven puzzles to talk about. Right. I think we have a we have a uh, uh, do we have a contest? I think we're not going to have a contest this week. No, we'll we have, have a contest. contest. We have a contest. We do. Yeah, we have a contest. What's the contest? It's from uh, find Ryan a new career. It's from Peter Gordon. Oh, we do have a contest, Rob. Right. Yep. All right, so we'll get to all of that right after the music. Here it goes. So, guess what I am doing this weekend? Uh, flying a jet plane. No, I uh, am uh, starting my second semester of community co- online college. Oh, fantastic. It, it doesn't start until now? I know. Wow, that's a long winter break. You had a long winter break. I know. <laughs> it was, it was great, yeah. That's awesome. Did you, like, go away and stuff? Well, I just I went back home. Oh, you, know? you just went back home for the break? Back, yeah, I went back to the room, saw some old yeah. high school friends. That sure, kind of that thing. sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm taking four classes. What are your classes this semester? I'm taking, well, here's the thing. I'm taking English 2, which is okay. uh, mandatory. And I have my the same professor as I had for English 1, so that's This good. is the person who doesn't speak English. We're getting to that. Oh, um, no, that's your history teacher. Yes. I have oh, English, so I have English 2. Uh-huh. Uh, I have Intro to Anthropology. Ooh. I just bought the book. And yeah. I, I don't know how, how it is at your school. Uh, uh, where you teach and we don't we don't teach we don't teach anthropology in my department I I realize that but the textbook is not really a textbook it is it is it is paper it is it is unbound paper with that can fit in a three ring binder okay and they give you a code where you can see the whole book online anyway okay Uh, and that for that I paid $65 Wow, that's an expensive code. And what I feel, I think they do it that way, so it's impossible to resell it. Interesting. I, that's, that's what was told to me, and it makes perfect sense, because it's just, now it's just, it's useless. It's just, I mean, it's, it reads as a book, but it's, you can't resell it. Nobody's going to buy it. Well, you couldn't find another student who takes this class next year and sell them the binder? I mean, I guess so, but like you know, here for thirty dollars, I'll give you this binder, and you don't have to spend. But you $60. know, there's a whole, there's a whole, and I'm sure a lot of the college professors listening know that there's a huge uh, industry of reselling textbooks and renting textbooks and yeah. trying to get the cost out, and this kind of circumvents all that. You can't, you can probably put it on Craigslist and say, you know, I have this, and you want to buy it for me, but I don't think you can get it into the into the mainstream textbook reselling avenues. Wow. It was this originally an actual book that got yeah, like, scanned I, or something? I guess so. Uh, but no, it's 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 packaged by this company, Pearson. And it's, you know, it's high quality paper. It's like the paper in a textbook, except it's not bound. It's just loose paper. Huh. This sounds like a like a racket. I think maybe it's totally a racket. Yeah, it's 100 percent a racket. Wow. Uh, I am taking English 4000. <laughs> Wait a minute! You're taking English two and English four thousand. Yes. <laughs> what? I'm taking well English forty, but it's it's written as four thousand. Uh, I, I still don't get it. It's English four thousand. It's it's four zero zero zero. 
<laughs> I know what 4,000 is. I'm wondering what you, how you managed to test out of English 3, 4, 5, 6, <laughs> 7, 8, and so on. I mean, you've tested out of 3,997 well, levels of English. Right. Good math. Uh, you know, I answered a few essay questions. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's what, the deal. Yeah, what's the deal? So all of these classes are online, right? Yeah. Because I can't get into a college near me. We've been through this. We have. It's Jeffrey Schwartz's fault. Exactly. Uh, and all the the syllabus or the syllabi for my other three classes are online already, except for English 4000. Now English 4000 is entitled Short Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now okay. the books that I've been told I'm required for this class are Henry David Thoreau's Walden. Okay. And Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. Okay. Now, if anybody is familiar with these books, they will immediately realize that these are neither short nor are they fiction. I, I'm confused. They are rather lengthy, environmentally themed books. Okay. That are, are of a true nature. Are they true? I've not read either of them. but I have uh, not read either of them either. I, I've heard you've not read either of them either. No, I've not read either of them either. Uh, I so I've I don't under, I don't understand. I'm I'm convinced that I have the wrong books. I, I you're either you either have the wrong books or you're in the wrong class. So something is happening, but I don't I yeah. won't know. I, classes don't officially start until Saturday, so hopefully by then the syllabus will be up and I'll have figured out what is going on. Yeah, I hope so. And my fourth class is history of the ancient world, which is unfortunately taught by the same professor as my other history class your other and that was your professor who doesn't speak english right. and then criticizes your english but gives you an a anyhow yes okay uh and i did not know that because they don't list the professors for the online classes i see so you signed up for it hoping you took your chance and... you know you know what i will be honest with you i never even entertained the notion that i would have the same professor it didn't even enter my brain for a moment yeah. That's even a possibility. And then yesterday I found out. Lucky you. I know. Yeah. I know. But wow. I have reapplied to Queensborough, Jeffrey, and LaGuardia. So hopefully next in the fall, I will be going to an actual physical college. I hope so. That would be fun, right? It, it would be awesome. Well, and also, I mean, you've gotten good grades uh, in these classes so far, in your fall semester classes yes. online. So presumably that will improve the look of your application, which before now consisted mostly of you failing out of UCLA. Exactly. Right. So so this is a big step forward. <laughs> it's a big step. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, did, did I, did I no, no, you summed it up. You summed it up. <laughs> Beautifully and abysmally all at the same time. Well, I think accurately is what I was going for, but yeah, I think you're also uh, right. Yeah, accurate, accurate, you were. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you, Yoda. <laughs> what else? Not the dentist. Not we have the to talk dentist. About oh, my Not God. Not the dentist. Wait, what is the name of the award? The name of the award. You know what? I don't know the name of the award. Okay. But Not the dentist. Not uh, the dentist it has a secret talent that we didn't know about. Okay, here, here I have... It's, the I, award is called the Lawrence Hatcher Playwriting Award. Okay, now here's the deal. Uh, uh, not the Playwriting. Playwriting. Not, He's a professional actor. And is. a very talented one. I didn't know he was a playwright. He's a playwright. And now he's an award-winning playwright. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, 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 not the dentist. Uh, has one of the... I'm sure he would disagree, but he has one of the best acting careers that I've known of he just goes away and he does shows and it's just great he does shows he does movies he does television he does and, the whole thing and he is also maybe the single nicest person and he's an incredibly nice in the universe fantastic guy just now, nice and giving and talented and awesome i know he's kind of toyed around with writing i know he writes okay. a lot of movie reviews and uh he uh i know he's written he's toyed around with writing plays and i just thought it was that i thought it was just toying around with it just you know i have a computer and i have a word processor so let yeah. me try writing a play all of a sudden we find out he has won the lawrence as you said the lawrence hatcher award where he has won fifty thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars this is not like a typo like your english four thousand class right this is actually fifty thousand individual dollars yes and 
Uh, and it, the play will be produced at the MCC Theater, which is a which is a very highly regarded off-Broadway theater. And the theater will be given $100,000 towards the production costs. This is awesome. This is awesome. I mean, this is exactly what people who write for the stage or the screen, you, you know, want. You know, they submit scripts and scores and ideas to all sorts of things for grants and whatnot. And to have actually won one of these prestigious awards is so fantastic. It's amazing. And this, is the, awesome. this is the inaugural award. This is the inaugural award. And our friend, not the dentist, has, has won. So anyway, it's unbelievable. Uh, he is awesome. So yeah. yeah, not only has he won a ton of money, he's also getting his play produced. I know. The play is called The Submission. The Submission. The Submission. And uh, when when will it it will be I next asked, season? Next yeah, season. Next I season. Guess. He does yeah. I don't think he knows yet, but it will okay. be at the MCC Theater. It's called The Submission. So of course when it uh, when we know the dates, we will obviously let everybody know. Oh, it's fantastic. Congratulations, awesome. congratulations. Yes. That's so amazing. Cool. That oh, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is the best non crossword news I've heard all year. It is. Just wonderful. It is. What else do we have? Uh, I've got two announcements about crossword things. Okay. Uh, two upcoming crossword tournaments that okay. uh, you should know about. One is in Chicago, the windy city of Chicago. It's yes. happening on Saturday, the 16th of April. I believe that is a Saturday in April. It is at uh, Marbles, the brain store. And this is uh, the third annual Chicago crossword tournament. At Marbles, the Brain Store, 55 East Grand Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. And uh, what do you have to do to go? You should uh, send an email to grandave at marblesthebrainstore.com. What is that, Grand Dev? Uh, grand, maybe it's like Grand Avenue. But oh, it's Grand Avenue. Avenue. The short version of Avenue, A-V-E, Grand Ave, okay. at marblesthebrainstore.com. Or you can call 312-494-7769. It costs $15 if you register before April 1st and $25 if you register after April 1st. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and so that's happening, the Chicago tournament. There's another tournament happening just after that on Sunday, the 1st of May, mm -hmm. which is a Sunday in May. And this is the L.A. Crossword Tournament. I guess it's actually called Crosswords L.A. And this is the third annual Crosswords L.A. Tournament yes. hosted by uh, Elisa Grossman. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And uh, Doug Peterson has been active out at this tournament, and so yes. has Tyler Hinman and Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. And uh, and I think Todd McKay has been part of it as well, among others. I believe Eric Maddy won this tournament last year, <laughs> and maybe the year before as well. There's a picture of him. He's wearing a soccer jersey. Really? Yes, and he has uh, knee-high socks. No, no, no. You must yes, be he talking does. about somebody else. No, I think I'm talking about Eric Maddy. Eric Maddy. Eric Pele Maddy. What about the Boston Crossword Tournament, of which I've heard nothing? I have heard nothing also. I don't know. I uh, like that's always around the start of the baseball it, season. It's always around the same time. Let's see. Oh, there, you know what? Let's announce that one, too. I... I I am remiss, but here it is, April the 23rd. April the, April 23rd. the 23rd, the Boston Crossword Tournament will happen at 1 o'clock p.m. April the 23rd. That is a Saturday in April, and uh, it's going to be at Harvard University once again. Fantastic. So that'll be there. Uh, and, you know, but the, the preeminent non-ACPT tournament, of course, is none other than our own Lollapazoola. And it will happen in, in, in August of 2011, but the date has not been set. Not been set. Not been set. We are looking at various Saturdays in August, yes. as is our want. Uh, we expect to have more information to share with you at the ACPT next month. Uh, so uh, we'll know by then what our plans are for Lollapazoola the 4th. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, are we going to the Boston Crossword Tournament? I don't know. I don't know how many of these other tournaments I can possibly go to based on my schedule at school. Uh, well, I mean, I know we're not going to Chicago or L.A. Well, it's not as easy for me to go to Boston now. No, that's why I'm asking. Syracuse, as it was from New York City. Here's the thing. Saturday, April 23rd, is uh, this? that's Easter weekend. And although I don't know for sure, I think I have a kind of important rehearsal sometime that weekend. Uh, in preparation for our spring musical here at Syracuse. And I don't know whether I'll be available to travel all the way to Boston for the tournament this year. All right. Well, if anybody... I don't know. Uh, I might go. 
I think you should definitely go and represent uh, represent but, our uh, show. Or... I uh, won't go alone. So if anybody wants to go with me, let you should me know. Uh, get in touch with some other New Yorkers who tend to go up there. I know Dan Fair has gone up there several Dan times. Dan Fair has. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, let me know if you want to go. Um, yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to go at all at this point. I would like to go, but we'll have to see. <laughs> I just I don't I don't want to commit myself. <laughs> I, I'm an English 4,000, you understand. <laughs> I know. It sounds like futuristic English. So uh, yeah. we're all short fiction becomes long nonfiction. That's <laughs> uh, complicated. What a world that would be. I know. What a wonderful world. Do we have we have we have we have some viewer mail, don't we? Uh, we have a whole bunch of viewer mail from generic Viagra. Oh my God! Uh, and uh, and other such. We've gotten a lot of spam in the past couple of weeks. I think it's the world telling us that we're not contributing enough, contributing enough to the crossword world. I don't. I I can't bear it. Yeah, but the coolest thing about the spam that we get is that somehow it spams us with a comment that actually is sort of pertinent to the post, and yet is of course promoting their own junk yeah but uh yeah like this one says oh man i gonna need take my generic viagra to solve that puzzle is one of my favorite hobbies take puzzles and solve it in fact i'm good um good do it that and is a great help in studies and video games especially in the second option <laughs> so like it's referencing our blog i know it's amazing but what it doesn't know, as clever as it is, what it doesn't know is our blog is defunct and nobody reads it anymore. <laughs> so they're spamming nothing. Yeah. They're, they're wasting their time. A dead horse. They're spamming a dead horse. They are indeed. Yeah. So uh, we don't have any other viewer mail to speak of, do we? We don't have anything? Oh, you know what we do? Why don't you open up the viewer mail bag? Because I do have one to talk about here. Viewer mail, opening it up. We got an email from Mike Nothnagel, actually. This is from a couple of weeks ago, but we hadn't heard from the Oracle in a while, so this is kind of nice. Uh, and he said, uh, a couple of coincidences in uh, re uh, related to last week's, which is now like three weeks ago, podcast. First, he talks about Brian's rant about rent is very similar to a section in an essay I read just last night in a book called Half Empty by David Rakoff. That's a good name, Rakoff. <laughs> There's a larger point to his essay, but he does raise the issue about how the songwriter doesn't write any songs and the filmmaker doesn't make any films and they should all just get bloody jobs to pay the rent. And this is true. Yes, this is true. This is the problem you had with rent. This is the problem I have with rent. And this is a problem uh, David Rakoff has with it's rent. It's the problem that everybody should have with rent. Yeah, rent is problematic in this way. Rent is done, by the way. I've been finished with it for over a week now. Oh, how did it close? Uh, it closed somewhat, uh, I don't know. I was pleased that it was done because it meant I was about to have some time off. Great. And that was nice. Uh, then he also goes on, uh, Mike goes on to mention a second coincidence, which was, as you were discussing Matt Ginsburg's puzzle during the Thunder Round, a truck from a local food distributor called Ginsburg's passed the bus as we were stopped to pick up passengers. It went by at the instant you said his name. Wow. How about that? That's crazy. That's really kind of cool. Yeah. I, I this this a similar thing happened to me the other day. I was in the hallway at school talking to somebody else, and somebody made a joke about a, a very comical subject. Uh, you know, the uh, children's slave trade uh, market. <laughs> So uh, I don't know what the joke was. It was about the children's slave trade. Uh, I, I don't really know why. Anyway, that's not the point. Somebody else came out of their office and said, you know what? At the moment you just said slave trade, I was reading an article online and saw the same exact words in the article I read. At the same moment you said it out loud. Wow. What is that called? Is that a phenomenon? Uh, I don't know. Well, I why was a... he reading about the slave trade? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. But my point, though, is because has this ever happened that just as you're writing or reading something, you hear the words yes. on television or somebody talking or whatever? Yes. Is this this is a phenomenon? What is this phenomenon called? Uh, atmospheric monopoeia. I'm going to I'm going to venture to say that it, that is not what it's called. But, but I might shouldn't be it right. be called that? It could be called that. The at well, atmospheric monopoeia. What should it be called? 
All right, you vote for atmospheric. Monitor. I didn't. I know. I'm not voting for that. I just that was my submission. Okay, that's your submission. Not voting for that at all. Do you think that will win an award? The submission. <laughs> Fifty thousand clams. Fifty thousand clams for that. Wow. Nice. nice. I can't wait to see this play. I can't either. I can't yeah. either. Um, did we have any other uh, other email? I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. not really. Well, here's something that's not really uh, it's not really viewer mail, but uh, a lot of uh, people, including myself, took the Jeopardy online test. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a couple right. Of weeks ago. How'd you do? I did not do very well. You know what? I didn't do horribly. I will say that there were 50 questions. Yeah. And I got 26 correct. That's more than half. It's more than half. So it's not horrible. It's not. I do not believe it is good enough to move to the next round. No, but uh, so, but uh, Jeremy Horowitz, the right reverend, uh, reverend genius, something like that, uh, uh, of the Jets, uh, actually took the test as well, and he uh, videotaped the screen because you can't, you can't uh, 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 save anything. Oh, I see. I see. So he videotaped the screen when he wrote, wrote down the uh, questions later and looked up the correct answers. I see. So, so you did not take the test. I did not. I was going to. I had uh, registered for it, and then uh, I uh, ended up not taking it. I ended up uh, going out to a restaurant with some friends, and we played Buck Hunter and darts and ate chicken fingers and drank beer. All right. So question number 12, bodies of water. Mm -hmm. the Angara... That's a specialty of mine. The Angara River empties out of this of this Siberian lake, which covers an area of 12,000 square miles. The Angara River empties out of this Siberian lake, which covers an area of 12,200 square miles. Uh, what is Lake Tahoe? That is incorrect. Okay. It is what the correct uh, response is. What is Biakal? Biakal? Biakal. 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 This sounds like a, a pastry gone wrong. Uh, I like did a, not like get a that. burnt bialy is a biacle. Uh, I didn't get that right. That was one of the twenty-four uh, questions I incorrectly answered. I see. Yeah. Now I had taken the the, the test round, the round that doesn't count to uh -huh. see whether you should even waste your time with the real round. Uh huh. And I think I got. I told you about this. What did I get? Did I get like thirty-six or something out of fifty? I don't remember, but I but I got thirty something out of fifty. The rumor is that thirty five is passing. Then I didn't get thirty six because I did worse than passing. Maybe I got like thirty three out of fifty. Maybe, but it's yeah. close. But that was the test round anyway. It's the one that doesn't count. Right. Uh, but a lot of people took it. I know June took it, and uh, obviously Jeremy Horowitz did it. And from what I heard, a lot of people did pretty well. They got in the forties. Uh, That's so unbelievable. Hopefully, we'll see some of our friends on Jeopardy soon i hope so how did eric maddie do <laughs> i believe he's already won <laughs> yes yeah. but he won college week didn't he he won college week he won uh what is it the kids week youth week i, I think he won youth week as and well yeah yeah he, uh, he uh, killed on celebrity week uh we do have one more viewer mail to read uh this is from our friend todd mckay Todd McKay says, uh, if you want to try the MIT mystery hunt next year, I would recommend the Palindrome team. It's the team that Mike Nothnagel and June Pock joined this year. Palindrome is newcomer friendly and accommodates off-site solvers. So if you want to experience the hunt but don't want to go to Cambridge, you can stay at home and co-solve with other Palindrome members via instant message and Google Docs. Ryan, he says to you specifically, Ryan, if you want to solve a puzzle with palindromic DNA sequences, the MIT mystery hunt is your best bet. You had, you had expressed an interest in this. I had expressed an interest in it. I haven't made it much progress. Yeah. In my well, quest to well, well, I've been I've been I've been uh, working on uh, what's his face's uh, 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 thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god! I, I forgot the guy's name, and I forgot the <laughs> name of the thing that I was working on. Okay, if you remember before the end of the show, just jump in and let us know. Who did we interview who was working on a on a on a on a? <laughs> oh my God! Stop! You have to stop. What do you, you call it? What do you call it when you're in graduate school? Dissertation? Yes. Whose dissertation was I working on? Oh my God! Whose dissertation was I working on? Oh my on? God! You were going to work on somebody's uh, musicology dissertation, weren't right. you? Right. Whose was it? Yeah, whose was that? Ben Tossig? 
Yeah, I think it was Ben Tossig's um, uh, musicology it... dissertation. That sounds about right. All right. Yeah, so I haven't done a lot of progress on the DNA <laughs> Uh, palindromic sequence. Oh my god. Uh, I've been too busy with uh, Ben Tossig's dissertation. Okay, okay, good. Um, in the meantime, the rest of Todd's email was, uh, count me among the viewers who don't like rent. Brian, what's your opinion of Aaron's and Flaherty? Well, I'm going to bounce this question to you. Ryan, what's your opinion of Aaron's and Flaherty? Uh, I, you know, I liked Ragtime. Yeah. Ah, right? You didn't know, yeah. even know, think I knew who they were. I did not think you did knew who they were. Did not think I knew who they were. So nope. thank you, Ben Tossig, for helping well. <laughs> me on musicology. Uh, I like, you know what? I I think I did not see the revival of Ragtime. I saw the yeah. original production, which I think yeah. happened six months previous. <laughs> it was uh, like 12 years ago, but yeah, okay. Whichever. Um, I enjoyed most of the music, but as a show, I felt it was lacking. Lacking what? Uh, entertainment interest. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. What did you think? What do you think uh, of Aaron's and Flaherty? Uh, I admire a lot of their work a great deal. I've met both of them, which has been awesome. And they've actually both heard stuff that I've written and talked to me about my own writing, which is also awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I think they're both extremely smart and very good at most of what they do. And I always think it's exciting to you know, to hear people talk about things that they really like. Uh, that's always what I've enjoyed whenever I've heard specifically Lynn Aarons talk about musical theater. I just think she's very knowledgeable. Uh, I like some of their work. I think Ragtime has a lot of cool stuff in it. I think Once on this Island has a lot of cool stuff in it. And some of their other musicals I don't like as much. I think Seussical is garbage. Uh, and A Man of No Importance, I think, was okay, but it was kind of a show of no importance to me. Let me, let me throw something out there for you. Okay. Uh, this is just this is just something I'm thinking about right now. Okay. What would you think? Would you be interested in turning the submission into a musical? I think it would become title of show. I mean, isn't 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 it about submitting a play for a festival? I don't know. I don't know. I've never haven't read it. Oh, I thought I thought I I thought I read that that it was about submitting a play to a festival. Is that? Uh, it's about. Uh, uh described as an exploration of the importance of cultural authenticity and authorship okay. that's what it's about then I, i'm just making this up apparently i feel that lends itself to music <laughs> all right then let's uh let's adapt the submission into a music all right we're gonna not the dentist you don't you've done your work uh, uh why did i think it was about submitting a play to a festival oh i think it's because i read in this article where it says that it was originally titled festival play the submission and was submitted to a festival. I think that's where I made that. Now you're just confusing me. Uh, before uh, Not the Dentist won this prize, he uh, was a semi-finalist for the 2010 O'Neill Playwrights Conference with a play called Festival Play, The Submission. Oh, really? Yeah. You're reading a different article than I am. I'm on playbill.com. Oh, I'm on the New York Times.com. Oh, well, then there you have it. There we do have it. Anyway, oh. uh, brilliant. You better close up the mailbag. Viewer mail, closing it up. Uh, we have a contest of now. Our contest of now comes to us contest from... Contest of then. We have a contest of now. We don't have a contest of then. We have what a are contest... you talking about? We have a contest of then. No. The last podcast was two weeks ago, and we opted not to have a contest. Well, what about the Roger Ebert thing? Was that from two weeks ago? Well, we didn't. Somebody didn't already win that one. I I don't know. Maybe we got. We, uh, oh, maybe. No. Did somebody already win that one? See, no, I don't know no, because because Doug Peterson. Oh yeah, because we canceled last week's show at the last minute because you broke your mouth or something. Yeah, I broke my mouth. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. We have a contest of then that you've now told the answer to. Uh, well, I it, it's fine. It's it's so over. You're right. You're right. Doug Peterson was the winner of the contest of then. The contest was take a name. We're doing this in the wrong order. You've now announced the answer. I've announced the winner, and nobody knows what the contest is. The contest was yeah. take the name of a – take a man's name. Yeah. Right? Ryan. Take a man's name. Insert another – the last name of a, of a famous actor uh-huh. into the man's name. Uh-huh. And then you get the full name of a man – who is well-regarded in the film community. Is that what it was? Something like that. Something like that. 
It was something along those lines. And the answer, of course, is... Well, now I think it's Roger Ebert. And the winner was... Because those, for the man's name was Robert, and then the act, the actor's name, excuse me, was uh, Richard Gere. So Gear inside Robert, Roger Ebert. Yes. Yeah, and the winner is uh, Doug Peterson, the crossword gentleman and man about town, who sent us the correct answer. He was one of uh, 723 correct answers we received this wow. week. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. We put all those names in a hat. Yep. We just happened to pick out Doug's. Uh, uh, and do you still have the hat? I do. I do still have the hat. Oh, good. I do. And uh, yeah. So, Doug, congratulations. You're a champion. You are a champion among men. Yes. So the well contest done. of now it comes to us from Peter Gordon, octuple threat. Professor no. Peter Gordon. No, Commissioner Peter Gordon. You, commissioner N-tuple threat. N-tuple threat. Just stop it. It's take an eight-letter brand of soap. Movie, what? Take an eight-letter <laughs> brand of soap. 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 Take soap. an eight-letter brand of soap. Soap. Uh, move the anti-penultimate and penultimate letters to after the second letter, and you'll get a new word. All right. So anti-penultimate is the third from last. Yeah. And penultimate is second to last. Yeah. And ultimate is last. Yeah. So leave an eight letter, eight letter brand of soap. So we're taking the sixth and seventh letters yes. and moving them as a unit to after the second letter and you get an English word. Wow. Uh, this is great. This is the contest. I couldn't figure it out, but that is because I have used one brand of soap for like the last 12 years. I'm going to guess that it is ivory. Wrong. It is dove. Yes. Yes. It is dove. Yes. I have used almost exclusively Dove soap for the last, I really think, about 12 years. That is the body bar with bath oil. Is it? Yes. Well, I like it. Uh, I'm not saying it's the bad thing. But if I move the anti-penultimate and penultimate letters of Dove to after the second letter, I'm in a paradox because the anti-penultimate letter is the second letter. Wow. So now I, it's circular logic. I don't know how to get out. <laughs> You're trapped in the shower. <laughs> I'm trapped in the shower. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> does that uh, count? Does that count as a Three Amigos reference? I quoted no. Chevy Chase. No. Come on, I quoted Chevy Chase. No. Oh, come on, that's got to come close. Listen, you'll just have to that's watch the, the European movie. Vacation. That's European Vacation. Chevy Chase at his best. Oh, that is not Chevy Chase at his best. You're right. Saturday Night Live in 1976 was Chevy Chase at his best, but Vacation. Uh, don't forget European... Fletch. Oh, I like Fletch. That's Fletch. A movie. Fletch is awesome. Fletch. Yeah, he plays a detective named Irwin Fletcher. <laughs> Popularly known as Fletch. Yes, he is known as Fletch amongst yes. his friends and colleagues. They're trying to remake that movie. I know. That's a terrible idea. Who would they? Who would they? Did we already talk about this? I who? don't know. I think I feel like it's going to be Ashton Kutcher. I think oh. we talked about this, and they're going to call the movie Kutch. Oh, right. Didn't we wow. do this bit already? We did. I think we did. I'm enjoying it, though, again. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the Thunder Round. I think, I think it's me, Zach Galifianakis. As Fletch? As Fletch. No, he's too... No, he's not He's not enough of a of a creator. He's a, he's a victim of circumstance. He's I a, think he can He's a victim creator. comedian. <laughs> I think he's a victim comedian. It's one he's, of the more popular genres of comedians well, no but he's his his funny his funny his comedy comes out of being stuck in a circumstance that he deals with very poorly that's what's funny about him is that he acts like a, a fool because he doesn't cope well with whatever his circumstances whereas i feel like chevy chase's comedy was he generated the ridiculous circumstance that everybody else had to cope with i disagree okay what about what about uh, the Three Amigos? Yeah, I haven't seen the Three Amigos. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I should probably see that one of these. He days. was a victim in the Three Amigos. He was kind of a moron. Was he? Yes. Well, he's kind of a moron anyway. You don't. You don't. Not in Fletch. No, not in Fletch. That's true. He solved that case. He did. He did, and he got the girl. He did get the girl. No, that's the way detective movies should go. You solve <laughs> the case, and you get the girl. Yep. Ah, uh, look on the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's recasting Fletch. I like the idea of Thor as Fletch. Yeah, that would be good. That is good. There is going to be a Thor movie. There 
there is or there was there is i mean it's 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 imminent okay it's coming out i think in the summer wonderful so that's going to be a big deal starring zach galifianakis as thor it's going to be a huge deal okay i think we maybe can do some cross promotion let's do it it's directed by kenneth brennall that sounds good. I like Kenneth Branagh. Oh, quickly, Oscar picks, Oscar picks, Oscar picks. Yeah, I've I haven't seen any of them yet. But, you haven't seen uh, any of them. No, I don't think so. How about Easy A? Did that? I, I saw that. You've you've that, seen uh, none of the movies. Is Easy A nominated for anything? Uh, I don't Emma Stone. She's cute. She is. What do who yeah. who do you think is going to win Best Picture? Uh, I think it's going to be uh the Social Network. The Social Network. Yeah. I think that should win. I think it should not win, but I think it will. Why do you think it should not win? I didn't like it very much. That's not true. I did like it. I liked it a lot, actually. But I don't think it's best picture. Well, of the t- well of the ten movies nominated, do you think it's the best of the ten? It's the one I would vote for if I was ever invited to an Oscar party. Well, it's not going to win. No. Apparently, the King's Speech is going to win. Okay. Which I've was, heard that's good. Which was slight. Okay. It was slight. What it ran like. 54 minutes or just something? Just the story was slight. Okay. And but he's good. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin Firth is good. Yeah, he good, should win right? Best uh, Actor. But, and uh, Jeffrey Rush, I think he's good, right? He he will not win, though. No. How about The Black Swan? Is that going to win anything? Oh, God, I just saw that. It's terrible. Really? See, now, I don't like Natalie Portman. I've never oh, liked Natalie Portman. It is bad. Uh, I like uh, Mila Kunis. I do like uh, Mila Kunis. Are you saying that correctly? Mila Kunis? I don't know. Any, any way you say it sounds slightly dirty. <laughs> that's not my fault. I think that's Mila Kunis's fault. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Which is worse, Kunis or Fletch? <laughs> I think together they... they yes. So it. now, opening next summer, Mila Kunis is Fletch. <laughs> In Thor. <laughs> In Thor. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like a good movie. Academy Awards snub Mila Kunis <laughs> is Fletch in Thor, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, May 6th, Thor is opening up. Awesome. Let's go. Also known as The Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. That sounds yes. good. So, in uh, honor of Thor, we do the Thunder Round. We do. Monday. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like, like a satyr. <laughs> in honor of Thor, we do the Thunder Round. Yes. Why on this night do we do the Thunder Round? Go! Uh, Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2011, by Vic the Gavel, yeah, something, Fleming, and Lynn Lemple. This was uh, this was a puzzle that had three long entry, four long entries in it uh, that were titles of things that left out the word you, and then they were linked up with the word you later in the puzzle. We had 17 Across, uh, 1962 Ray Charles hit, I Can't Stop Loving, you and later i'm walking behind you girl i'm gonna miss you only want to be with you and uh that was the puzzle so there you go valentine's day happy happy valentine's day yes tuesday february 15th by paula gamash this (sighs) is number one this is number one i think it's only number one this was her first puzzle of 2011 am i Wrong or am I right? You are right. I am right. So this is wow. number one. So it's going to take a while for her to get up. It's going to take some work. I guess 28. You thought she was going to do 28 puzzles. So she has 27 left. Yeah. Wow. This was about regular as... Yeah, it's just regular Regular stuff. gasoline. Wow. It was just... No, but it was like normalcy. You had common knowledge. Oh, common knowledge. Average suspects. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm sorry, Paula. I'm sorry. Listen, I know we tease you for doing a lot of puzzles. We tease you on this show. And uh, this, I didn't like this puzzle. And I actually didn't see your name attached to it until after I was done solving it. And I thought, eh, this is not my favorite. And then I saw it was your name. And I thought, oh, come on. You usually do better than this. I was disappointed. I was indifferent. I was disappointed. I was actively disappointed. I'm I sorry, was actively Paula. indifferent. Is that possible? Uh, Wednesday, February 16th by Michael Barnhart. Uh, Barnhart. I, yeah, I solved this. This was, uh, what, what was this about? Oh, a whole bunch of 21s. 21s. Lots of the clues had 21 in them. Mm-hmm. 17 across was 21 in quotes. 24 across, 2100, and so on and so forth. And uh, different definitions. TV game show, 9 o'clock, drinking age, jump street, 
and blackjacks. Mm-hmm. I don't know about blackjacks as a plural. What do you think? Mike, I, I, I'm into it. Blackjacks as a plural? Yeah, you hit a lot of blackjacks while you were playing blackjack. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh, my cat is troubling me. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, oh, I turned away from the thing. Thursday, February 17th, by Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. This was all about red, was no. it? No, nope. This was all about... Where? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. War. War. War was war has been was broken out. War has broken out. That is correct. War has broken out all over. Yes. Uh, I think that's a song, isn't isn't it? it? Yeah. It's from Carousel. It's from the musical Carousel. War has broken. Oh, my God. My cat. I'm going to kill my cat. You go on. I kill a cat. So war. So you had things like. What did you have? Photogenic athlete from Cincinnati. Handsome red. So right. war has been taken out of out of handsome. Uh, handsome reward. Handsome yeah. reward. Yeah, handsome reward. Race. So you took yeah. war out of handsome reward. You got handsome red. Yes. See, it's brilliant. Yep. Uh, diatribes from captured criminals. Arrest rants instead of arrest war rants. Uh, yes. Uh, great. Yeah, so war, that's pretty clever. It took me a while to figure out what was going on. It did. Uh, it did me as well. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I got it. It also makes a reference to uh, yet another canceled television program that I had previously been excited about. Flash forward. Sports night. Flash forward. Uh, Thirty-five down was uh, expose oneself to a former U.S. president, and the answer in the grid is flash forward. Of course, war is taken out of that. Flash forward. I miss flash forward. I know, but we'll never know what happened. Nope. We'll never know. They probably didn't know either. I'm sure they did not. Friday, February 18th by Patrick Berry. Or Stephen King. Berry. Looking a lot like a a young Stephen King in this picture. Yeah. Although when Stephen King was young, he had a beard. And when Stephen King was young and had a beard, and my father was young and had a beard, they looked a lot alike. Did Stephen King have the type of beard that XOP had? They, they Yes, they had very similar beards. Really? And because Stephen King is from Maine and we lived in Maine, I'm not kidding when I say there were multiple occasions at which people would approach me asking if Stephen King was my father. <laughs> Why didn't they approach your father and ask who's the I son of I don't know. Yours? This happened once, I remember, at an amusement park. A stranger came up to me after I had gone away from my father to go buy some cotton candy or something like that. Uh And a stranger asked me if he could get my father's autograph, if my (laughs) father would mind if uh, if the stranger asked him for an autograph. And I said, well, if you give me twenty dollars, I'll go get you an autograph. Uh And so I took twenty dollars and then I went around a corner and scribbled on a piece of paper and brought it back to him. You did not do any of this. No, I didn't do any of this. But a stranger did ask me if my father was Stephen King. Does Stephen King have children? Uh, I don't know. Did you read Stephen King at that age or ever at Uh, any age? Yes, I have read many of Stephen King's books Uh, at that age. I mean, this was back this instance. The amusement park thing happened when I was maybe 10. But uh, so, no, probably then I hadn't read any. But since I've read several of them and seen a bunch of the movies. Yes. Yeah. It's I mean, it's hard not to to hard not to have at least seen one of his movies. Yeah, I've seen several of them. I've seen, what have I seen? I've seen The Shining. I've seen Carrie. I've seen, uh, uh, I saw that TV version of It and the TV version of The Stand. What about The Shawshank Redemption? Oh, of course. I forgot about the short stories. The Shawshank Redemption and Stand By Me and Apt Pupil. So you would based on a short story. Apt Pupil. You would classify The Shawshank Redemption as short fiction, would you not? Well, it was one book that had four stories in it, but right? But the actual no? story you would you would classify as short fiction. It could be. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't call it well, – I don't know. I mean, short stories can be five pages long or they could be 100 pages long, I suppose. Well, I'm just saying that you would classify would, – would you or would you not classify it as short fi- – if you were going to teach English 4000 yeah. and you were, <laughs> you were picking out uh, a short fiction – and would you consider the Shawshank Redemption? Would it fit within the guidelines of your curriculum? Of short fiction? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I'd accept that. What about a 500-page book about the environment? Uh, less so. Less I, so. 
less so. But yeah. still, but still a possibility. Although I might say that a 500-page book about the environment is both shorter and more fictional than, say, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, so you're speaking relatively now. Well, in this instance, yes, relatively. Okay. So maybe. Is that how you 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 uh, you form your curriculum at when you teach? What I, I relate the things I want to teach to other things. Well, yeah. like well, yeah, well, I'm going to teach. Yeah, I'm going to teach. You know, I'm going to teach uh, 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 the Shawshank Redemption and pretend it's a musical because it's closer to being a musical than the Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. Is that? I mean, this. I'm just using your logic. Sure. Uh, you know what? This week I'm going to teach Shawshank Redemption instead of Porgy and Bess. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I mean, because I might as well. Why not? I'll let you know how that goes. I, and I will we, let you We're going to talk about George Gershwin and Porgy and Bess and Cole Porter and uh, other things that most people think of as musical theater of the 1930s. But uh, what the hell? Shawshank Redemption it is. I feel like you're, you're, you're attacking me. A little bit. <laughs> just, just a small amount. I feel like you're, you're like I, uh, somehow this is all my fault. But I'm forcing you to change your curriculum. Damn you. Damn you. You could teach whatever you want. I solved this Friday puzzle in like 11 minutes. <laughs> I was really impressed with myself. 11 minutes, no Google. I had That's the Friday. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, the last square I filled in was the dead center square crossing between evasive answer and uh, 34 across palindromic name high on the Forbes billionaires list. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd gotten the first, second, fourth, and fifth letters of the uh, palindromic name. I just didn't get the anti-penultimate letter. And I've never thought of Perry as an evasive answer. Well, what, what were your other options there? Well, I, I just sort of went through the consonants. And when I got to R, I thought, well, I guess, I guess maybe it's R. Perry, he parried, he parried. I know, but I think of parry as like, you know, a move in a, a duel or something, in a sword fight. <laughs> Yeah, well, it can also right? be used you block and parry and dodge. It can, al it can also it, you can use dodge as linguistic, linguistically. Can you not? Yeah, I guess you probably can. I guess you probably can. Yes. Uh, now, I don't understand 14 across. Have a goat. What is that about? 14 across. Have attempt. a goat. Uh, I believe it's have a go at. Have a goat. Attempt. So the next time I want to attempt something, I should say, you know what? I'm going to give that a have a goat. Go for it. That's I would like to, you would tell me how that works out. I will tell you. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday by Tim Croce. Saturday, February 19th by Tim Croce. Yeah. Tim Croce looks like an axe murderer. A little bit. A little bit. I was going to go with Steve Buscemi, but sure. Uh, no, his teeth are... His teeth no, he's, are a, he's a more handsome Steve Buscemi. But, and he's uh, got more flesh. <laughs> that's true. He's a, a more handsome and, and more uh, well-fed. Steve uh, we're not no not that we're implying that he's he's overweight no, he looks way. like he's of an average build Steve is, Buscemi is scrawny it's scrawny but yeah. uh Tim Croce does look like an ex-murderer all right don't kill us Tim in this picture this was very difficult I will say this but I did know Google it did you uh did you I did not but I gave up after 15 minutes I had everything except the top left section the top left section was the I I, I will tell you this I started this puzzle Friday night and I finished it Sunday morning. That's a long time. I and and uh, honestly, the the amount of time I spent maybe an hour and a half actually solving it. But uh, suddenly, here's what I was here's what I was uh, caught up on. Nine down. Yeah. Nine down. Santa drawer. Yeah. I now I realize there are no reindeer who have four letters in their name, but I was convinced that it was going to be a reindeer's name. Okay. It just seems like the perfect clue for a reindeer name, does it not? Sure. No, doesn't it? Sure. Why I mean, sure? Well, because I don't know that drawing is what the reindeer are doing to they the sled. They draw him across the sky. I understand. I did. That's uh, that seems a very awkward definition, but okay. I realize it's an awkward definition, but would it not fit? If Santa, if the answer to Santa drawer was Blitzen, would you in my brain it? it would fit just as well as Nast? Because I don't understand this clue and answer. Who is Nast? Uh, uh, the cartoonist who drew a picture of Santa? I don't get it. What is I it? think it's a great clue for a reindeer. That's, uh, it, but explain it to me in this puzzle. I what don't, does it mean? I don't have an explanation for it. I, I don't understand it. I think I, maybe he's the guy who draws Santa. What do you mean, who draws Santa? 
Thomas Nash. There's a guy who draws Santa. Thomas Nash was a German-American-born caricaturist and editorial cartoonist. Notable works were the creation of the modern version of Santa Claus. Okay. He was the one who created the modern version of Santa Claus. With the, well, with I the, didn't know that. With the rosy red cheeks and the uh, the shocking obesity. Well, I had no idea. Neither did I. Oh, I'm going to kill this cat. I'm going to kill my cat. In the, on this show, live on this show, you're going to die. You, cat. Don't don't kill your cat. I might. So the, yes, I might. The, the top left was very difficult. We had the one across. The top left was full of phrases and things that aren't words. Like and... a message in a bottle. Oceanborn? Oceanborn. Oh. How is that not a good oh. answer? I don't know. I think that's good. I mean, I thought it was going to be something like rolled up. I thought it was going to be something like rolled up or scroll was going to be in there somehow. Or found. I think I had at one point I had something like found ashore. Something well, like that. I, I couldn't get this section. Now, I also gave up. I, I had the rest of it done in about 15 minutes and then couldn't get this section at all. So you gave up. So I gave up. All right. That was a good puzzle. This cat is going to die. I'm, I don't know if I can even finish the show. This cat is driving me nuts. Do you need me to do Sunday? No, I'll do Sunday. But I hate my cat. Sunday, February 20th. Wonder Bar by Elizabeth C. Gorski, making her New York Times crossword puzzle debut. Wow, and, congratulations. Uh, this, was, uh, this was pretty clever. And I got the theme right away, which helped me solve this very quickly. Uh, the theme was that in the grid, the black squares of the grid, uh, made various bars. And the word bar, therefore, was part of the answer. Mm -hmm. uh, so... You had the where I got it was uh, the first instance of it, 26 across band whose 1998 song One Week was number one for one week. And the answer is Bare Naked Ladies, a band I like very much, uh, but it was only enough room in the grid for E Naked Ladies. And the three black squares prior to it are the B-A-R of bear. Mm -hmm. And I like that. So that same concept was used for Bartlett Pears, Chocolate Bar, Barely, Barked At, Space Bar, Barroom Brawl. Barbie and Ken, uh, Pablo Escobar, Belly Up to the Bar, Tie Bar, and Piano Bar. And also Barked at, Barely, Tie Bar, I said that. Piano Bar, yep, also that. Belly Up to the Bar.